Catrera and Creston's Trending Topics. Because you don't want to be the guy tomorrow who says, Why am I just hearing about this now? Why don't I know stuff? Trending Topics. Here they are, Kelly and Chris. Most Ontario residents think that Kathleen Wynne should resign. This is uh, the evidence uh, from a Main Street Post media poll uh, is showing that the Liberals in 2018, uh, you know, the electoral uh, picture looks pretty grim for them. We're 18 months away from the next Ontario election. And if poll numbers don't change, Wynne won't be winning. 58% of Ontarians are insisting that she should resign. 67 want her out 62 are in the gta want her out that's pretty huge too because the gta is generally the sort of (laughs) sorry generally it's 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 where elections are won and lost yeah if the liberals want to win and i know people from outside of the gta will always look at us and say you guys keep electing liberals but Anytime there's a conservative that wins, they have to win seats in Toronto, especially, well, in the 905 and in the actual body of the 416. So, you know, it's it, when there's that much discomfort, you know that there's going to be some seats swaying come the election unless something drastic changes. It's sort of unprecedented in that, well, first of all, that a pollster would be even asking that question, but I... It, it, there's got to be people in the Liberal Party who are looking right now and saying, I could do a better job than her. Yeah. And once those ambitions start getting broiled up, the knives start getting sharpened, you don't know how long it is until she's pushed out. But odds are she's not going to be stepping down voluntarily. That Because it would be unprecedented. But, hey, we live in unprecedented times. Can I say unprecedented one more time? I think you can. And you know what? That brings us to uh, the American election, I think, quite nicely. <laughs> uh, Saturday, things got real. At a Trump rally, I I was getting ready to you know cozy up for a little bit of you know wine watching inspired television, and uh, the husband flicked by CNN, and then we saw people freaking out uh, that something had gone down at a Trump rally, and uh, the Secret Service had rushed him off stage. He actually came back after uh, being rushed away, and they had taken the protester out. But here's a little bit of what he said when he came back. Nobody said it was going to be easy for us. But we will never be stopped. Never, ever be stopped. I want to thank the Secret Service. These guys are fantastic. They don't get enough credit. I don't know if you saw the Secret Service, the footage of them rushing him off the stage. It was kind of comical. Two guys kind of pushing him around. And it's probably one of the first times he's been pushed around in a long time. Well, I thought it was kind of sort of indicative of what Trump is sort of like. The Secret Service guys really had to haul him down. Yeah. And he was sort of sta- he was thinking for a second. You know, the wheels were turning in his head. I'm going to stand here. He was I'm- thinking, who do you think you are? Right? Nobody pushes me around. <laughs> that's right. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Secret service, I think that's such a huge misnomer. Because and nothing about them is secret. You know, they're the only guys in dark sunglasses, suits, and earpieces at the 4th of July picnic. <laughs> we well, I told you, I, I when during the Canadian election, yeah. I ran into Justin Trudeau at a Toronto restaurant, and I didn't notice him. I noticed his security first because they were the two guys talking into their sleeves <laughs> while they were eating their salads at the bar. Yeah, Secret Service, shouldn't they be, you know, unsuspecting, like doughy black belts and track pants and, uh, you know, uh, Crocs? So just so the average person won't know who they are or where they are in a crowd. Always keep them guessing. You know they're there. You just don't know who they are. 
I mean, really. Hey, maybe those guys are out there sort of quarterbacking the operation. And Why do you the need them in a the Hugo suit. Boss suit? Oh, <laughs> you're saying that, oh. Maybe there's a guy out there wearing just a trucker cap and a pair of jeans who's talking into his sleeve, too, but no one noticed because they think he's homeless. There probably is, and they're probably doing surveillance. But why is it always the guys in suits running to your aid? Like, listen, <laughs> if I became uh, president of the United States of America, which is highly unlikely that that will ever happen on account of my birth, because, you know, if, mm-hmm. if I would say on account of anything I've done, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Now, Trump Listen, I, w- really, I would want to see your birth can... certificate <laughs> if you were trying to run for the president. All I'm saying is I would insist that they be wearing, you know, uh, yoga wear, something they can move in. Oh, I, don't want I see you... where you're going here. Yeah, I don't want you wearing suits and hopping over. I need you to be able to hop a barricade and not be all clumsy because you're constricted by, you so know. So bicycle shorts is what yes. you're looking for. Yes, I want them in, I want them in you know, loose Yoga wear, I don't care. It's just I want them in something that they can move in. By the way, now let's get back to it. This protester turns out, because they didn't know if he had a weapon. This is incredible. His weapon were words written in marker on a piece of paper. Have a listen. So I just came with a sign. I, I literally just had one sign that said Republicans against Trump. And when I pulled out the sign, people around me were trying to grab the sign. Bam, I get tackled by all these people who are just like kicking me, grabbing me in the crotch and just just beating the crap out of me. And um, somebody yells something about a gun. Right. And so that's where things really got out of hand. I mean, people are just, you know, kicking me, you know, grabbing my arms, twisting them. And finally, and I'm, I'm very thankful for the law enforcement who was able to quickly come um, because had they not been there, it's possible that these people could have you know, strangled me and killed me right on the spot. That is intense. I mean, the the fact that he is a Republican, I just love how the spin, uh, you know, how Trump spins anything that happens like that. Uh, Dave Chappelle, by the way, speaking of spin here, he's on Saturday Night Live this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. He basically dropped out of the public eye in, in 2005. Didn't he move to Africa or something? He had that successful show, the, the Chappelle show, and then he mm-hmm. just he just decided, I'm walking away from it, Did moved to Africa. Did some great characters like uh, Rick James. Rick James. He did a little Prince, I believe. Yeah. Very funny stuff. He's a very funny guy. Have a listen. I'd be scared to call 911 for anything, even if it's like a fire or anything, because they tape those phone calls. I see the shows, they tape them, and then they play them on television. Now, I'll say anything if I'm scared. That's private, you know what I mean? What if I get killed? They start playing that 911 tape on the news. I'm dead. I can't explain myself to my buddies. Hello, emergency. Help! Help, motherfucker, they're coming to get me! Calm down, sir. Where are you? Oh, oh, I on myself. <laughs> I can't stop crying. They play that 30, 40 times a day. So Chappelle is like a stand-up, but he's also, you know, he's really great with the impersonations and, and uh, sketches. So he's going to be amazing on Saturday Night Live this weekend. That He was in New York on Friday night. And uh, basically, he said he voted, and he voted for Hillary, but he doesn't feel good about it. And he worked it into a joke. He basically said that, you know, um, she's going to be on a coin someday, and her behavior has not been coin-worthy. She's not right. We all know she's not right, although he voted for her. So somebody Mm -hmm. in the crowd then spins it to this. They say that Dave is defending Trump and ripping Clinton. No, 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 no. They they actually wrote, Dave is disgusted by the tone of the election, and especially by the idea that his uh, comedy would be... Um, misconstrued to defend Trump. Actually, that's the person that was 
defending him, of course. Mm. Uh, the Observer wrote that he seemed to take uh, special pleasure in ripping into Clinton, although he admitted that he voted for um, the Democratic nominee in his home state. He said he didn't feel good about it. So the reality is, it doesn't matter what you say, it's going to be twisted uh, in one way or another well, that's with the regards to this election. With this election, right? If you say anything sort of positive about one of these candidates, people assume you love them. Or if you say something negative about one of these c- candidates, people assume you hate them. I'm telling you now, every time we run a, clump, a Trump clip, because mm. it's they're like radio gold, I get emails. What about Hillary? What about the emails? Mm-hmm. Or what about what about the FBI? Well, no, I, exactly. I don't know why I always read them like that too, <laughs> <laughs> but I do. Uh, but Janet Reno, by the way, this is sad news, Chris. She passed away uh, today from complications of Parkinson's disease at oh, seventy-eight. Wow. I know it's sad because she was the first woman to serve as a U.S. Attorney General. She did so under Clinton's administration. Oh, you like the tie-in there? Like the tie-in? Uh, speaking of deaths. Rest in peace, Vine. The Vine. The, the vine. vine. Is it officially gone? Twitter has pulled the plug, and it just flatlined the uh, seven-second video app, which if you don't know what Vine is, it was a you could record for seven seconds, mm-hmm. and then it would endlessly loop that seven seconds in video. But uh, since it's, it's the Internet, nothing you do or post will ever go away. The Vine website, Chris, is going to be kept online. Beep, beep. For the foreseeable future, so that users may still watch and download their favorite vines. Well, yeah, I'd like to be able to keep some some content that I've created. If that what is. did you create well, in I seven didn't. seconds? That's I did, but a lot of people did some really clever stuff on Vine. The, the limitation- James Franco, you know who you are, because he was a big adopter. Yeah, no, but uh, there was there was some clever stuff that was out there, and the limitation of seven seconds actually caused people to be more creative. But now that you can do more more with more time on things like Instagram that people are using more, it sort of uh, bit the dust. Well, this is amazing. It was Vine was originally founded by three guys in June 2012. Before the app was even launched, it was purchased for uh, $30 million by Twitter. Wow. And, you know, Twitter couldn't find a way to monetize it because uh, other than beyond the three guys that sold it. So that's why it failed, because they just could not figure it out. And by the way, two of those guys, those Vine guys behind the hype video streaming app, remember we spoke about this on the show mm-hmm. on Friday? Yeah, and the other is on a beach somewhere, I think, working on his tan. I would. <laughs> working on like, a sand castle. You gave me how much? $10 million for just, you know, developing an app for seven seconds of video? You don't need to have another good idea after that. Wow, like that is unbelievable. And as it turns out, it wasn't such a good idea anyway. Because <laughs> it lasted how many years? Well, it was a good idea that they offloaded it. That's <laughs> amazing. Um, there's a lot of talk about people, if Trump gets in to the White House, that a lot of people are going to move to uh, to Canada. And I think this is interesting. Heather McGee wrote uh, for Huffington Post, she wrote this article. It says, living in Canada is a privilege, not a consolation prize. You know, Brian Cranston, Leah Dunham, um, Bab says they're going to move here if um, Trump wins the election tomorrow. She basically said, Americans need to know that living in Canada is not a constellation prize. Living in Canada is like hitting the cultural and geographical jackpot. A country rich in diversity where natural resources abound and the scenery will take your breath away. Well, um, a country whose musical contributions include Neil Young, Joni Mitchell and Drake. While we sympathize with our American friends, we're busy opening our borders to refugees who really need it, not privileged people with a lousy Republican candidate. This... Right there, what I just read to you proves that we are really becoming more like Americans than we'd like to admit. This is why people <laughs> elsewhere start hating Canadians. 
when we adopt that. It's not a constellation. We are the best place in the world to live. Anyhow, taking herself way too seriously. I welcome rich, successful, smart Americans who want to move here and add to our wonderful country. I welcome Brian Cranston. Come on <laughs> down. How awesome would it be to have him living in our city or even our country? Uh, very quickly, more pets accidentally ingesting pot. Uh, this is since the feds, feds announced that they will be legalizing it soon. So far, um, since 2016, one emergency clinic says they've seen up to 100 cases of accidental marijuana ingestion by mainly dogs. Uh, two cases on average per week, according to the uh, vet there. And they said that a stone dog will display symptoms such as dribbling urine, looking dazed or glassy-eyed, vomiting, and an insatiable desire for Doritos. Ah. No, I added that in there. It's a serious thing, though. Make sure you keep your weed away from your little poocherama. <laughs> what? They let, they eat the, the edibles especially. You make a brownie or two. Oh, poor dogs. You got anything with a hound in it, it's gone. 